Episode 102, Unpack Your Baggage. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. educators, this is Gretchen of Always a Lesson. I'm an educator who realized that lessons are all around us if we just take the time to notice. And when we do, we can then perfect our craft. So this podcast is really for those elite educators, the ones who take the time to invest in themselves, like listening to a podcast like this one, just so that you can be your best to those that you're serving. I share the lessons I learned, I am learning, and will learn so that you can apply those nuggets of knowledge without the baggage that came with learning that lesson yourself. So my aim is to empower you every episode, so tune in to what's in store for you today. Well, this podcast episode is especially for teachers in distress or transition, as we're going to talk about more than just checking your emotional baggage at the classroom door. We're actually going to unpack it. So let's reignite your passion and potential. Are you ready? Here we go. So the rationale behind today's episode is I was watching reality TV. It's my secret obsession a reality star was receiving some counseling for their broken family relationship, and the counselor was making notes when watching some recorded videotape, and she said to herself something to the effect of, you know, she came with baggage, but she never unpacked it, you know, meaning she never dealt with her issues. And that phrasing really stuck with me, and immediately I knew this hit home for educators in a slightly different way. So I wanted to take some time and discuss that. So the idea is that many of us teachers come to the job with baggage. And I used to say, you know, we need to check our baggage at the door. We need to start fresh just so our kids don't see or feel these adult stressors. But the idea of unpacking the bags is actually a step further. We can't expect to hide what's bothering us forever, and that's what happens when we check our bags at the door. We never really deal with it. We just cover it up or hide it deep down, then just teach, hoping it doesn't make its way into the classroom. But that's unrealistic. The longer we put off facing our demons or allowing ourselves to feel whatever's bubbling up inside just really sets the stage for a volcanic eruption that will most likely just spill over into the classroom anyway. And kids don't deserve that. Our coworkers don't deserve that. So whether our emotional baggage is work-related or not, it comes with us to work. And many of the reasons you are in distress or transition is because of this baggage. You know, thinking that you can just start a new job or a new position or worse, just that mentality of weathering a storm, but it's never going to actually stop, you know, until we deal with it. Any of those options is not going to work. You can't outrun your own baggage. It's, it goes with you everywhere. So in order for us to be effective teachers, regardless of what is going on outside the classroom and technically inside the school building counts, we need to check our bags and then unpack them. So here's a quick and easy system to help you do just that. 
So step one, I want you to take stock of what's in your bags. So open your baggage, look around, what's in it. If you need to, grab a pen and paper, go sit somewhere serene. I personally love my screen and porch or just a quiet bench by some water like a pond. But make a list of anything that you're harboring, anything that you continue to think about over and over, anything that makes you nauseous inside or anxious, uh, personally or professionally, make that list. And don't let that writing instrument stop. Don't think. Just do a quick brain dump. So that's step one, just what's in your bags. Step two, I want you to then unload the heaviest item first. Don't go dumping the bag to get it empty faster because anytime that we shortchange the process, it just increases the likelihood that the process is going to fail. So look at your list that you've compiled and number it based on the heaviest, most burdensome emotion. What are you carrying that's just holding you down? For me, I was really stifled to conform when I was you know, a very out-of-the-box thinker. And I needed the freedom to write my lesson plans how I needed so that you know, I'd actually use them rather than just submit them for somebody else. And I needed the encouragement to take risks and try new things since I was already doing all the basics well. I, I needed to be challenged. Well, I was in a school where everyone kind of needed to be held tightly to get that school back on track. And whether I needed to have a close watch on me or not, I honestly just couldn't breathe. So that for me would be my number one unpacked item. Second for me was time. I have talked about it on the show before, but I just had so much on my plate and so little time. I mean, teachers already have a ton that's expected, but my leadership duties and my passion added on to my plate. It was like a delicious dinner plate with a pile of dessert on top. And I didn't want to get rid of the dessert. That's the best part. But it sure did make my plate overflow. And I had to say no to taking on, you know, additional mentees and presenting at PD conferences, you know, all the stuff that I loved, but I just literally had no time and it was just turning into a heavy bag to carry. So anyway, I won't go on with my list, but you get the point. So number those woes based on what burns you the most. It can be personal stuff that you just take to work, even though it doesn't belong there. And that's okay too. For me, all of my baggage just happened to be professional burdens. So let's move on to step three. See it for what it is. Once you pull out that heavy item from the bag, note the wears and tears and stains. So look at that emotion or that situation and identify the parts that make it yucky and heavy. So for me, that leadership that I was talking about, it really constricted my creativity and limited my effectiveness because I had to be something I wasn't. And just labeling leadership for myself dealing with this baggage wasn't enough to really deal with that burden. I had to unpack that title leadership and really look it over for all the wears and tears and stains. And I realized the lesson plan requirement was part of that leadership. Um, running meetings and taking detailed minutes was part of that leadership. Um, having the same grade level procedures, you know, was part of that leadership. So all of these parts are under that umbrella of leadership. So I really had to dig even deeper so I could really look at each one of these and figure out how I could deal with them. And then there's step four, hang it up or put it away. So this is your deal with it step. So if it's worn, donate it. If it's torn, sew it. If it's stained, wash it. Whatever the issue, go into solution mode. So now that you've made your list, you've prioritized the items on the list, and then you dove deeper into each item on the list to ensure that you've seen that issue for all the nitty-gritty details it entails. It's now time to go to work. So for me, 
I knew leadership was that bigger issue, but because it limited my autonomy and I knew time was another big factor. So once I flushed those out into all the aspects of leadership that pulled me down and all the aspects of time that pulled me down, I started a to-do list. So my complaining list from step one is now becoming my solution list for step four. And this stuff sucks the life out of me. So you need to think to yourself, this stuff sucks the life out of me. So what am I going to do about it? Just like I did in step one, I just started writing, writing, writing some more. I wrote down any solution that just came to mind, even if it was ridiculous. And then I looked at my list and decided which action would have the biggest result. I didn't have time to do, you know, all these suggestions I had compiled. As you know, time was one of my issues. But I wanted to do less solutions, but I needed those solutions to have the biggest impact. If you remember last week's episode, we talked about choosing the right pebble. That applies here. So I made a private meeting with my principal. We discussed how my track record deserved some leniency in the way that she was leading me. I didn't need to have my lesson plans, you know, have four boxes up top and five down the side and have timestamps and scripting. And, you know, I had earned my stripes. When I was new, I I did all those things. I needed to do all those things. Uh, And I helped her see that, you know, she just wanted the lesson plans to be completed and she wanted to see them. Fine. I could comply with that. I would write them in a way that made sense to me so I could actually use them. And she luckily agreed because at the end of the day, she just wants great instruction and so do I. So she gave me some rope and then I held up my side of the bargain. And, you know, the meeting went on. We discussed other things, but you're, you get the point. So leaving that meeting... My bag wasn't completely empty, but it was so much lighter. I was standing taller. I felt happier. You know, just taking that action step really alleviated that burden so much because I was doing something about it. I felt I had some control back over my life. And over time, as she held up her end of the bargain and I held up mine, that bag slowly emptied. I mean, completely. I fell back in love with teaching again. I grew my wings of independence back. And really having that autonomy made me who I am as a teacher. And those strict requirements are just not the environment that I personally do best in. And that's not true for everybody. But I was real with myself and I advocated for what I needed in you know, a professional, thorough way. I was definitely very prepared for that meeting. I was calm. I was solution-oriented. You know, I wasn't placing blame. I wasn't an emotional basket case. So if you're still in that phase where you're crying, you do it. You know, Get it all out, but don't move into step four solution mode if you're still upset because that's not going to work out. You need to release the emotions before you can really get into the action step. And then I went after my time situation much the same way. I started scheduling down my time in the instructional day for me to use the bathroom or grab a soda and kick up my feet. And that five minutes was just a godsend. You know, I blasted my music in my room and that just rejuvenated me to make it through the rest of the day. I learned to say no to other things that I loved doing. But I had to take care of myself in addition to doing what I had to do so I didn't get fired. (laughs) And that didn't leave much wiggle room. But Looking at all my responsibilities and calendaring them out, I was really able to see the problem areas and then I could make a plan. So the following year, I had more time for things I loved because I prepared for them. I made room in my schedule for them. I was able to handle my plate. But that took some serious reflection and some type A backwards planning. (laughs) Again, not something for everyone. But again, those are my biggest bags. And I had to unpack them to deal with them. And just saying, you know, I had baggage and bad attitude wasn't going to make it go away. I had to 
you know, checking my attitude and emotions at the door worked for a while, but, and I'm even guilty suggesting y'all to do that too, but I now realize we have to go a step further. We have to actually unpack them so that we can truly be present in the class for our kids. They don't need to see you get frustrated with other people or demean your leader. They don't need to see you emotionally ragged. They're young, they're impressionable, and they will have their whole life to get introduced to stress. Trust me, you know, protect them now from stuff that really doesn't pertain to them. And then just teach your heart out because that's what you love to do. So remember, step one was taking stock of what's in your bag. Step two is unloading the heaviest item first. Step three is see it for what it is. And step four is hang it up or put it away. There's actually one more thing I need you to do, though. Now that you know the system, those four steps, you have to acknowledge you actually need the system, and then you need to put it into action. No one's going to force you to use this system. No one's going to force you to admit that you need to use the system. But guess what? Those who are supporting you sure hope that you get a handle on all this baggage that you're carrying around because it makes for a happier, healthier you. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on unpacking your baggage so that you can be your best for your kids every day. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.